Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. of the time, most of the time, things need to be addressed in private. If I know you're guilty of something, maybe you're guilty of adultery, but you're not one of the pastors, you're not one of the leaders in the church, well, I need to confront you in private. It needs to be handled privately. And when it's handled, that needs to be the end of it. When you see a brother or sister struggling in their faith with sin or doubt, you don't want to chase them away by calling them out or embarrassing them. Bring it up in private and encourage them in God's Word. Pastor Robert's going to show you the importance of godly relationships in your life as you're with him today. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 15, as he continues his message, Destruction. Love God with all that you are, with all that you have, with everything, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he goes on, by the way, the Bible does expand that. This is not about emotion. It's not about how you feel about yourself. And you have to feel good about yourself before you can treat other people nicely. No, that's garbage. That is so not true. Now, what the Bible says is you put their interests, their needs, their concerns above your own. You don't make everything about you. You make everything about him. And you let him tell you what the people around you need from you. And then you do that. You're not thinking about your own convenience or your own comfort or your own pension plan or your retirement. Or, those are not your priorities. Your priorities are what he tells you to be and to do with regard to other humans. Love your neighbor as yourself. But see, another way that discord and division spread within the body of Christ, within the churches, is through gossip and slander. We love talking about one another. You just like talking. We're human. And so we gossip. One of the, I was so blindsided when I first became a police chaplain. I could not believe how much those cops talk. I'm like, are you serious? Gossip, gossip, gossip. It's like, oh my goodness, unbelievable. But the church, man, oh man. The Bible tells us if somebody is caught in a transgression, so think this through with me, okay? One of you is guilty. Now, the truth, according to the Bible, every single one of us is guilty, right? But let's say you're guilty of something specific, and people know it. People around you know it. The Bible says, don't talk about that. Don't talk about it. Go to them in private. 
for their sake, for their sake, you go to them in private. Jesus said it in Matthew 15. I already referred to that. Matthew chapter 15, he told us how to go about it. Galatians, the apostle Paul addressed it. You go to the person so that they might be restored. The whole point is relationship, the restoration of relationship so that they're not hindered in their relationship with God or with other Christians. So you go to them in private and if the person is repentant, if they're like, I know, I know, man, please forgive me, I know. Well, then that's it, it's over. Listen to this, Proverbs chapter 17, verse nine. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Now, let's be clear. The Bible is not advocating a cover-up. It's not advocating that we cover over sin in the sense that we don't want anybody to know. No, how do I know that? Well, because of the last part. He who repeats a matter separates friends. You see, what he's telling us is you need to keep your mouth shut. But deal with it. Address it in private, and there are things, according to the Bible, that need to be dealt with openly and publicly. There are things. The Bible actually tells us. I'll just give you an example. If it were to come to light, it won't, because I'm not guilty, just to be clear. But if it came to light that I cheated on my wife with some lady, that would need to be publicly addressed. The Bible says when you're dealing with an elder in the church, it needs to be confronted publicly. Everybody needs to know. It needs to be brought into the daylight. But that's a rare thing. It's not most of the time, most of the time, things need to be addressed in private. If I know you're guilty of something, maybe you're guilty of adultery, but you're not one of the pastors. You're not one of the leaders in the church. Well, I need to confront you in private. It needs to be handled privately. And when it's handled, that needs to be the end of it. The central concern is maintaining and strengthening healthy relationships within the body of Christ. Now listen, and I'm bringing this to a conclusion, I promise. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 through 19, it gives us God's description, God's description of a person that the scriptures say God considers worthless, a worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. Now, this is not talking about cursing and foul language, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's not specifically what this is addressing. And I know that. Just look at the rest of it. He winks with his eyes. He shuffles his feet. He points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. How so? He devises evil continually. He sows discord. In other words, he spreads disharmony. He spreads dissensions. He spreads division within the family. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. It's a warning. I told you a few minutes ago, you don't, listen, you don't want to start a church by recruiting, siphoning people, poaching people from existing fellowship. You don't want to do that. It's not something God's going to honor in the long run. Oh, the church may grow. The church may seem to flourish. And ultimately, it's not going to go well for the person that's guilty of this. Because verse 16 says, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, 
a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. I believe God left that for last for the sake of emphasis. He hates the one who spreads dissension, discord, problems within his family. And you know, I mean, this is harsh. If I were the one saying this, you would be right to challenge me on it. I've even taught it. God doesn't hate people. He is love. Well, you know what? I stand corrected because the Bible says it pretty, it's pretty it's black and white. He hates the one who spreads discord within his family. Now, the good news with this is that repentance is always an option. As long as you're breathing, you know, as long as you're above ground, you can repent. You can come into agreement with God about this stuff that he hates, and you can tell him that you hate that about yourself too. I hate that I do that, God. I renounce that. I don't ever want to do that again, but it's really ingrained. But God, you promised me, you said in the book of James that if I would confess it, that you would forgive me and you would cleanse it out of me. So please cleanse it. Cleanse me of that iniquity. And he will. He will. But please, please don't miss the fact that this is a major big deal to God. Why? Well, in John 17, when Jesus prayed for us in that high priestly prayer, Jesus made it very clear in verse 20 that he was praying for us, not just the ones who were there, but those who would believe in him through their ministry, through their word. Well, that's us. And his prayer was, Father, make them one. Make them one as we are one. Make them one. Make them one. See, his priority, his emphasis on relationship. Like I said, it's much more important to him, I think, than it is to us. Much more important to him than we can fully appreciate. It's a major priority. And if you oppose it, if you're working against it, I fear for you. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the Book of Acts, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today. Anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. Come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study. Or join us online as we live stream. 
you'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.